Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name's Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. This week's no exception as we roll into episode 236 of the podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to finding the greatest films of all time. <laughs> yeah, the best. That does its research, <laughs> that brings a new topic each and every week, puts under the microscope films that are maybe worthy for preserving in the vaults of the greatest movies of all time. This week, Godzilla. <laughs> Not just any Godzilla, mate. 1998 Godzilla. A-listers such as Matthew Broderick and Kevin Dunn. This is the peak, the pinnacle, mate, of Roland Emmerich's empire in Hollywood. It's fucking dog balls. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, there's 38 Godzilla movies and we picked this one. <laughs> oh, so reviled, so hated that in its own canon in the Japanese cinema, they refer to it as Zilla, as the mutant offspring that's nothing to do with Godzilla, that they take the piss out of. They took the god out of it. They and took it's the just, god out just of it. Zilla. Um, loads of it on this week's uh, show. We're going to do a deep dive into the 1998 movie, as, uh, as we're discussing here. Matthew Broderick, you know, who even went on to say, I don't know why I was cast in the film. Yeah, <laughs> as the lead agreed. role. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, this is the podcast that looks at movies and films on the quest to find the greatest of all time. Sometimes, sometimes we hit roadblocks. Sometimes you're going to go the wrong way, mate. <laughs> sometimes the sign wrong. It, yeah. it happens. Um, and, you know, even the bad films, because we have talked about some, I suppose, some films that are maybe lesser worthy of that that prestigious <gasps> award. And, and But we still look at it and try and find, where's the good in there? Exactly. What, what can we extract that actually we learned from that movie? The, Where did it try but fail? The perfect example I'll always use is, is Dread and Judge Dread. One of those films, Dread, is superior than Judge Dread. However, Judge Dread is that, it's, it's a fine film, it's serviceable, it's good for you. In its worst elements, there is still joy to be had. And maybe, maybe, in Godzilla 1998, there's that, it's so bad, it's good quality. Maybe there's that performance. Maybe there's that nuanced music that lures you in. I mean, no. No, no there no, isn't. No, no, there there isn't. Is, there isn't. It, it, it was shockingly bad. Buckle, <laughs> buckle in. It's about to get shite. I mean, we've done some massive films recently. We did The Mummy, which went down really, really well. Boy. Really I enjoyed that. the Oscar that. as well. That was awesome. Brendan Fraser, well done. Well, it means nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but well done. Um, <laughs> well, well, well done. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis won yes, as well, which did. I thought was really good. Michelle Yeoh, I've been waiting for that for years, mate. Yeah, I love so, that. Well, of course, obviously, um, everything, everywhere, all at once. We just smashed everything. It was great to see the best sporting actor have a with Indiana Jones himself and, uh, and the story about how they they just kind of like found each other it was brilliant mm. I love that it, it makes weird Hollywood actually did something right for once yeah. well done the foreign press you're not as racist as you are well the foreign press isn't the uh, foreign press is um, the gold globes oh well I apologise you're still just as racist <laughs> as you were before um, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm not I do really bother about the Oscars this year I'm glad for Brendan Fraser and I love doing that Mummy episode I love doing Scream last week I love talking soundtracks and scores like we've done over the last couple of shows if this is your first time, well done for clicking download on the Godzilla episode. Um, but we have God, done God loves a try, mate. We have done other good episodes on all sorts of uh, topics and themes, on all sorts of genres. So do check out after this episode any of the other 230 plus shows. Um, subscribe for a new episode each and every week. We're going to talk about Godzilla. Godzilla, born in 1954. Oh, he's old. I know, going on to 38 movies under the copyright of Toho Films. 33 Japanese productions and five American productions. Godzilla, the reptilian monster, the Kaju, was awakened by nuclear radiation following weapons testing in the sea. The original film, 
plot storyline had political and social undertones with, you know, Japan having um, had nuclear weapons uh, uh, detonate on their soil. Yeah. The film was there to look at the side effects of that, uh, you you know, and um, Japanese filmmaking as well really advanced thanks to Godzilla, not only for its use of score, but its achievements in practical effects. So Godzilla is rightfully the 1954 and many of the sequels are still held in high regard in Japanese. I love, I remember watching the 54 classic around my nan's house when I was like 10 years old and just loving it and knowing it was a man in a suit you know there's something there's something simple something brilliant like Jason and the Argonauts you can you can update your Clash of the Titans and your Godzilla's ultimately when we happiest man in a fish costume yeah walking in spot (laughs) because he can't move any closer because the set's right in front of him so (laughs) I love it the campier the better and Godzilla's were famous for this an actor in a suit who definitely cannot open his arms correctly because mm. he is struggling in there, mate. Yeah. He's struggling. And they're great. And do you want to give birth to some awesome? I know as the films got on, and I'm jumping ahead to like when America got its hands on recently, they paid homage to the like the Mothra and the the, the three headed Hydra. I, I love those type of things because they're so awesome mm. and different. They're wicked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the films would go on to add mythology. And Godzilla's always been that walk that line of anti-hero. You know, there's he's some a dickhead, mate. <laughs> some storylines are put in where he's protector, some he's uh, predator, uh, some he's alien, you know, over the 38 uh, versions. And of course, it's then also made its way onto TV, books, comics, and video games. Um, yeah, destructor, human ally, alien pr- uh, protector, and even a kid's mascot. Um, but I think my favourites are the mythology kind. Mm. Um, you know, like I say, when it comes to more the Kong clashes, um, you know, and the Mothra kind. That's what I want to see. When I see my yeah. big reptilian Godzilla, um, you know, knocking down buildings, I also want to see him slapping a monkey around. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't believe it unless he's slapping a monkey around. Exactly. In, in uh, October 1992, TriStar Pictures acquired the rights Oh my from God, they got fucking hands on it. Oh. I'd like to point out, this is one of the many reasons why Japanese intellectual properties do not get shared out around the world. This and Mario Brothers are just mm. a war. In Japan, it goes, see? <laughs> it goes, thinking of selling your idea to an American and then there's a point to a picture of the Super Mario Brothers another one to this one yeah. and goes don't and someone goes what about Street Fighter <laughs> don't fucking start <laughs> um, yeah I mean it was acquired back in 1992 where conversations first began about making an Americanized Godzilla movie with plans to produce a trilogy original director signed on <laughs> sorry yeah Jean, uh, Jean Dupont was originally uh, brought on from Speed Twister Speed 2 the Laura Croft movies um, <laughs> one out of five <laughs> and writers Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott developed a script that originally saw Godzilla battling a shape-shifting alien called the Gryphon. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I do apologize wrong. In this Godzilla, the radiation was uh, scrapped and the origin was that he was created by Atlanteans to protect humans and the film would have used Stan uh, Winston's creations to bring the Kaju to life. The fuck were they on when they wrote that? I know. Well, obviously it didn't get made, so that was back in 92. Somehow, and worse film. DeMont later then left the project after budget disagreements with the studio, and Roland Emmerich there you go. was ready to be hired off the bat of films like Independence Day by this point. And Stargate. Yeah, just a Mate. real, real, you know, 
kind of passion for blowing up cities. Fucking loves it. Show him a city and he'll blow the fuck off it. He'll blow its nuts off. And uh, yeah, he wrote, wrote the script, kept some original elements. You will notice at the start of the movie, the 1998 Godzilla movie, you will notice four writers who pop up at the <laughs> beginning. Four. You couldn't believe it, could you? The film in which a massive, massive skyscraper-sized reptilian monster. Four eyes, mate. Four. four was able to get lost in a city it took four hey, eyes hey come on it's four eyes done. they clearly seen Jurassic Park and they thought they, make, they thought they were making King Kong <laughs> <laughs> instead they made this the film is moderately well at the box office I know it's weird isn't it but I'm just going to say this here and Roland Emmerich is a king like, I'm, 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 an, I'm not an apologist I like his films I like Independence Day I like 2012 by seeing them and I know they're not going to win awards it's because he, he smashes a city up good mm. <laughs> and every film he smashes up a bit differently Stargate was great you know there was storyline in Stargate and I, I did like Stargate I, I like Stargate but not critics didn't Independence Day mate I thought it was beautiful good story good effects shit blows up mm. there. to be fair to him he does destroy the city <laughs> You know, he does yeah. an alright job. Um, the day after tomorrow, the weather fucks the city up. That's fine. 2012, everything. Everything fucks that. And uh, Moonfall, everything fucks the city up. So he, every time he gets a film, whilst he does destroy a city, will change how it is destroyed. Growth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was given 10 rules as well, wasn't he? To, for, for when he had guns and he was like, you can't do this, you can't do that. And what did he do? He wiped his ass. Didn't follow it. any of them rules, did he? <laughs> didn't follow, I've got them in a minute. I'll go through them. Yeah, he didn't tick off how many of them he didn't listen to. <laughs> Um, I made Independence Day, bitch. <laughs> and the thing is, Independence Day, when you, you know, we've done that recently as well. Yes. Um, Independence Day, I think, holds up better in many it ways. It does. I think the cast works better. It's a be- it's a stronger cast in, in um, you know, I think Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, Will Smith slapping aliens like they're Chris Rock. And <laughs> I've, I've, the effects look way better in Independence Day, which came out before. Yeah. Which Godzilla, if I watched them back to back, I would have thought it was about 10 years before Independence Day. <laughs> and it's weird that it come out at the time when it did, like you say, with Matthew Broderick as the star, as the lead. It's weird because when you look at the cast, it's, it's a perfect example. Every, he usually gets big name. And is it because, one, we didn't know back then, or he just got lucky and Will Smith did turn into an A-lister. Mm. Jeff Goldblum then went back to being kind of like the internet's darling. And Bill Pullman just pulled it off and became not that bloke from... Uh, when uh, while you were sleeping, while you were sleeping, did he just get lucky? Because in this, you look at it, you go, "There's no one here." There's yeah. a, why have you got a three cast of the Simpsons? I know here? that's <laughs> mad, isn't it? That is mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you don't want to kick a film and just rip it apart <laughs> and and say it's rubbish and crap. You know, as a, as an armchair director. Yes, you know? exactly. But it, it's Godzilla. It doesn't half hold you around, does it? And say, go on, give it, give it a good kick. Um, <laughs> kick me, I deserve this. <laughs> there, there's a, now, I instantly though, there's yeah. a way of making this film better, mm. and that's to say, and it, obviously it, this would never happen because how much this film costs. But can you imagine? On the press tour of um, what's that new? What's the one he's just done? Moonfall, Moonfall. which I loved. By the way, it was, it was a return. From yeah. <laughs> so let's say on that press tour, he just let slip in an interview. He's like, "I, I made a Godzilla movie," and they're like, "You fucking what?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I made it back in '98, and I'm, I haven't released it." Matthew Broderick's fucking in it, and people are like, "What?" If he if he'd sat on it till twenty twenty four, it would it would be the best movie you've ever seen because you'd be like, "How what? did this not come out in ninety eight? <laughs> There's a Puff Daddy song on it, and Trevor I remember him. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, 
Oh shit, this is the greatest film I've ever seen. Also drops it like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Godzilla. No, no, yeah. And there'll be a hashtag. <laughs> and then just left. Re- release the, release the <laughs> Emmerich cut. Release the, release the Zilla. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, even I think even the Japanese would be like, Oh yeah, what's what's better than a god? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, I think Roland Emmerich. <laughs> it goes God. Roland Emmerich to it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that that way, instantly, if if there was rumours going around that he made <laughs> he a nineties over ten years, <laughs> I'd be like, I need to, I I need to find this film. If they were charging fifty quid to to buy it online, I'd fucking buy it. You know, because yeah, like, you have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. The um, in two thousand fourteen, obviously, legacy pictures, the Godzilla movies that we probably know now, relaunching the MonsterVerse, which included Godzilla, Kong, Skull Island, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Godzilla versus Kong, and there's an upcoming Godzilla versus Kong sequel. I had to really think hard this week to try and remember what happens in each of them films. Uh, the first one, if I recall, nothing happens. That's you the follow one with Aaron, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Moore. But then Taylor Moore, what the fuck am I on about? But Taylor no, Johnson, the um. The trailer yeah. is set up, so it's supposed to be like, you think it's Heisenberg versus Godzilla, and you're like, fuck yes, I want to see yeah. Heisenberg at the height of Breaking Bad. Take on Godzilla. 20 minutes in, Heisenberg's dead. Cranston goes. But that's not the Millie Bobby Brown film, is it? No, that's the That's sequel. the one that came after, so that yes. was the Godzilla King of the that's Monsters. The one. That's one where they've got a lot of storyline, because we... Carl Chandler That's has it. a personal reason for hating Gonzalo, but it turns out Gonzalo's a good guy. And I do think they capture the ele- the elegance of, mm. Gonzalo's there to save the day, but if he has to kill a school full of children, he'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't but this, give a shit. But this is like, that's the Godzilla with like the radiation breath, you know, mm. and the laser beam, and they use the nuclear bomb to reawaken it. Bradley Whitford's in Bradley it. Whitford is in yeah, it. Yeah, just having fun, laughing his way to Tell cash in what? that check. <laughs> um, and then Godzilla versus Kong, I remember. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when he secretly speaks sign language, and the girl kept it to herself because fuck everyone else. <laughs> and then Kong Skull Island, yeah, was the Samuel L. Jackson one, yeah, with, with uh, Loki and Tom Hiddleston, Captain and that was Marvel. yeah, that was pretty good. That film. I like that. That was pretty cool. I like that because it 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 had it followed that King Kong storyline of like there's like an hour of. Um, getting to the islands yes. and 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 what that film did really well, which I think is one of the my biggest challenges with the Godzilla movie that Roland Emmerich did, is it made scale make sense. So yes, I know in this film uh, with Matthew Broderick that you know he stands in a, a pauper room and it looks insanely big, you yeah. know, and, and it gives but. At no point when it's in the city does it feel massive. I mean, I know the actors are looking up and everything, but because the CGI is a bit dodgy, <laughs> whereas in that King Kong movie, the the, the Kong Skull Island film, it, looks it really yeah. looked fucking massive. Uh, massive monkey. And also, those insects, I would not want to be anywhere <laughs> no, near. Exactly. Was it Andy Serkis' death in that? It's one of the worst <laughs> deaths ever. Just going to say as well, that this is something absolutely phenomenal as well that happens, is um, Ronan Emmerich's trailer for Gonzalo, I would say, are the best. We were all kind of on a fever trip. We still remember Jurassic Park. I believe the sequel was in 98 as well, or maybe just come out, Lost World. Mm. The teaser trailer, I remember sitting in the cinema and watching it. There's a school class at a museum, and, oh, there's, and there's the yeah. T-Rex, and they go, this T-Rex was this big. Mm. Gonzalez foot comes in and squashes it. Yeah. 
And then you saw billboards. Just rubbed like, its balls on. Exactly. Yeah. And then it had like billboards in America. And whilst they didn't have them in this country, I saw them as a kid. They were like, his toenails are as big as this board. Mm. You know, his, his, you know, unmentionables are bigger than that building. It was basically it was like, this thing's epic. You couldn't see it. And Rowan's brilliant at that. Because do you remember Independence Day? He was just like, here's the White House. Here's the White House blown up. Mm. You'll come watch our film. And you know what we did? We fucking did. Yeah. Godzilla, and, mate. I'm, I think, I'm taking out the Chrysler building. Madison Square Garden, they're all going. I'm fairly certain that this is one of the best ad campaigns because the ad campaign made this film unmissable mm. and the film made it unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> so one of them overperformed. Like. And also, I mean, I, when this film came out, I was 11 or 10, just going on to 11. That Puff Daddy song was everywhere. I remember Because it had the Led Zeppelin. Quiet. Yeah. Um, kind of, I, I don't know if Jimmy Page played on it, but it had the Led Zeppelin sound to it. And, Jamiroquai's deeper underground. They were the, they were huge. They were you know that Jamiroquai video. The effects in that video were better than the effects in yeah, Godzilla when he's dancing in the cinema. That's like flooding and blowing up. I uh, yeah I remember this film being advertised. I, d- I don't think I watched it at the cinema though. <coughs> Sorry, I don't. I, I don't think done. I did. It's it's a special effects extravaganza. It, it, it was one of those things that did get me into a cinema as a child. <laughs> remember wanting to see this mm. film, and then remember seeing this film. Of the 38 Godzilla movies, Rotten Tomatoes scores the original 1954 movie with the highest score, 93%. Jesus. The worst of those 38 scored 16%. Welcome to the 1998 (laughs) movie and the topic of today's episode. Um, Been a while since I put on a Sky Cinema movie with one star. (laughs) It has, even Even, Cats has more than that. I was going to say, they're very, very generous on the old Sky Sky. It's because they want you to watch it. Like, there's no category one star and under. So you really have to go searching for that one star. I can't remember what I watched last on Amazon Prime, but God, it's punishing me for it with the recommended films. <laughs> they're, all, they're all like films like anything starring Vinnie Jones or Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's like, I, I don't Wait. know what I've done to annoy you. <laughs> like, um, my, God, my Amazon's full of Danny Dyer, and I know why, and I deserve it. You know what you've done. <laughs> I know what I did. Um, Godzilla is a 1998 American monster film directed and co-written by Roland Emmerich. It's a reboot. Yeah, not a riot. <laughs> of, the, of the Toho uh, Comedy Limited's Godzilla franchise. It's the 23rd film in the sequence um, and the first Godzilla to be uh, completely produced by a Hollywood studio. The film stars Matthew Broderick, Jean Reno, Miria uh, Pitalio, who Who's is career? very bad in this. Yeah, uh, his career didn't survive this, Hank Azaria, Kevin Dunn, Michael Lerner, Harry Shearer, and as you've already alluded to, Nancy Cartwright is in it. So three Simpsons voice actors did, through do, the film. Do we ever find out why? Nope. No, 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 no. I just like, I like how uh, Hank Azir is called Animal in it yeah. as well. Uh, the, the cameraman, the fearless cameraman. Yeah. Who can't operate a camera? Mm. Uh, for, for, do, you, do you remember Night Night 8 when, when cameras didn't really exist? They were a new thing and that we'd never used them before. You don't even know how to put tape in it. It's his fucking job. The uh, the film was dedicated to, and I'm going to butcher names, I do apologise, but Tomoyuko Tanaka, who's the co-creator and producer of various Godzilla films who died in 1997. So, so the insult I know, that's what I mean. That's the equivalent of pissing on a grave, isn't it? Um, In the film, authorities investigate and battle a giant monster who migrates to New York City to nest its young. There is a scene in this movie that has the audacity for one of the uh, military guys to go, why is it? Why has it come here? And Matthew Broderick just goes, "Why wouldn't it? It's perfect. It's surrounded by water. Yeah, because that's every island. 
It's every island, isn't it? But as I bring out, he can smell fish yeah. from fucking countries away. He's, he's what? A, but if he's on the island, can't smell unless you open up vents. And it's like, it's like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's you know, because there's a subway and there's an underground, so it can hide. But it doesn't make, no. Go it, to a place where you don't need to hide. Do you know what I mean? Also, the subway thing doesn't make any sense. Because we see that it smashed a hole in the subway, but still doesn't explain how it's, you know, what's that word? Moving. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was going to... Genuinely, you'd think that they would have wrote in a reason for it to come. You know, like, that Manhattan had been built around, like, a burial site. And, and, you know, so you know, like, how animals now migrate, you know, mm. through seasons. If they've woken up or caused the radiation of an iguana, apparently, to mutate yep. um, into Godzilla, then... You, you know, there should be a reason, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, at the beginning of the film, there's always some foreshadowing of someone going like, oh, oh thank I God there's no... This, I picked up this mysterious egg. Yeah, that yeah exactly. If you, that, that if an iguana jizzes on, it'll yeah. create a hundred other fucking iguana <laughs> eggs. And, and that's the thing, Matthew Project in this film, he's wrong about just about everything. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, right. yeah, it's probably about 10 eggs. There's about 50 down there. 50 everything 200, said, mate. Everything he says is <laughs> he wrong. Said, he says there's three. He goes, I think there'd be more. And the other guy goes, yeah, there is more. And then someone has the audacity to turn on lights and you can see the shame in his face. Yeah, <laughs> and the film, the film, like I say, it, it 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 follows the King Kong storyline more than a Godzilla movie, you know. But without doing the hard work of setting up who Kong is, and all those films, you know, the, the original Godzilla movie, the Kong movies, they all have these themes and sub stories in them, and and reasons for being, you know, humans meddling, you know, or whatever it is. This tries to have that. It tries to have that, um, you, you know, that conversation about advanced weaponry and the side effects of using those weapons and the unknown fear of advancing technologies. Yeah. But that is lost very quickly. Very, very quickly. As soon as it, mate, as soon as it starts blowing up New York, yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> like, Morality's gone. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Does come back at the end, though, which we'll talk about. Monsters that come to the big city is King Kong's story. Or Babe. Yes. It worked for Babe as well. All right? And for the second week in a row, Babe should have gone to space. <laughs> should have gone to space. <laughs> and it is a Jurassic Park wannabe. There's a, there's a whole the whole Mate, Madison I've got, Square. I've got a list of all of the things where it comes up there. The Madison yeah. Square Garden bit is the worst though, where they literally kind of copy the Velociraptor scene. Yes, directly. Yeah, and uh, uh, one of them might as well look to the camera going, at least I can't open doors. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like something you didn't that, see this thing four years ago. Uh, but, then, <laughs> but then it's even worse because John Reno opens the door, sees a Velociraptor, sees a Velociraptor, uh, mate. Yeah, they yeah, are Velociraptors. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla baby. <laughs> It just closes the door. Just... But it works for a long time. <laughs> what um, I love about it as well is that the reason why this happens, because for some reason Godzilla, you know, because it's on your 10 rules, that are you getting too soon? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's because they smell a fish, like that's to get around. Yeah. The thing is with this as well, it, I suppose it depends. If you're a diehard Godzilla fan, and I don't know any Godzilla fans like that level mm. to be able to ask this question. So do write in if you are. If you're a Godzilla fanatic. <laughs> and, and I imagine they're the classics. The, the classics, these people. There is a awesome. look about him that yeah. I don't think this film captured. Well, you, you don't like it, does he? Ronan Emmerich didn't like the look of the Godzilla. He, yeah. he wanted more of a lizard type thing. And this one just looks like, he looks like the henchiest fucking iguana at CrossFit. Mm. You're like, shut the fuck up. This so- I don't care how many <laughs> nutrients are in your fucking cold blood. Shut up, Gary. Yeah. As he, Gary should be his full name, <laughs> Gary Zilla. Gary Zilla. But I think you know the the original Godzilla. That look about him is so iconic 
why would you move away from it? Yeah. You, the sound of Godzilla. I, I, that's I what the remakes, well, the, the, you know, the later ones, I really like the sound of Godzilla. Like, he sounds like an engine about to start <laughs> revving up. That's really cool. In this yeah. one, it, it is literally just an iguana on what I can only assume is very high grade speed. Mm. <laughs> he was nominated for six Razzies and shockingly only won two. That's, that's the most shameful thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have won all of them. I, uh, what's really shocking as well is my little one, she's two. Even she turned it off. And she watches a TV show called Vegasaurs, right? Uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little animated show. That, there were about four minutes in an episode, five minutes in an episode, and they combine, God dear, mate. God they, dear. they combine vegetables with dinosaurs. That sounds awesome. Now, uh, what I am saying is that the animation in this show is slightly better <laughs> than, than the Godzilla movie. The Tricaratops do look like Tricaratops more so than Godzilla. Looks like Godzilla. The Banana Raptors, mate, are very convincing. And don't get me started on the P-Rexes or the Brachiosauruses. But I, I, I watched, I watched five episodes of that that morning and then watched Godzilla and I kind of wish I was watching more Vegsaurus. <laughs> um, okay, so the, yeah, the studio gave TriStar um, a 75-page dossier that said what they could and couldn't do with Godzilla's oh, characters. An, an example of what some of them are Godzilla's origin had to be tied to a nuclear accident. Well, that's that's fine. He yeah. cannot eat people, only fish. Well, that sounds to be bullshit. He has to have three rows of dorsal plates. They didn't have any. No, I was going to say, I don't think he did. No more, no, no more or less than three toes on his feet and four fingers on his hands. Jesus. He has to have a long tail. He cannot be made fun of. Do you not remember that bit where the comedians start ripping bits off? <laughs> and he cannot die with the, with the headlines. Apparently, Remrich didn't read this, nor did the production team. Um, <laughs> Lol, did not read. <laughs> and spoilers, the film ends with them killing Godzilla. They're not, no, no, no. 201 <laughs> Godzillas is what they fucking kill. Yeah, so it's a massacre. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But, it's a fucking genocide and, is what it is. And that's what I mean by um, the film not having any... any um, any tone or any kind of subcontext or anything because the so okay so the 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 storyline of Godzilla then is he created from radiation because man did something yeah evil. it's not his fault he wasn't created by Atlanteans yeah. he was he, just just having a having a fish apparently which so I don't think lizards eat but, but carry on comes to comes to uh, Manhattan see the sights and lay some eggs obviously and then they they just <laughs> greet him with fucking <laughs> missiles and guns there's a very last scene where he's eating fish and he's just pleasantly eating fish mm. oh thanks for the fish and then and then they decide to shoot him and he's like oh I don't want yeah. any fish <laughs> but if you look at God if you look at Jurassic Park Jurassic Park it's that it's that moment where um, Jeff Goldblum's character says um, no one asked if you could you should have asked yourself if you should. Yeah. It is the whole point of that. It's playing God. You know, the, the original dress, and, and I stand to this day, John Hammond should have died at the end of that first movie. Yeah. His, you know, because that would have been his art, is that he's the curator of this mess. This and, museum and of death. At the end, yeah, at the end he's like, oh, get me out of here. You know, and, and they ride off to the sunset. It's like, how many people have fucking died because of you? Um, I still love the fact that he says that they spared no expense. One computer program for two million lives ago. Yeah. It's weird that I side with a computer program in a film. It's like, you deserve these deaths. But that had a feeling so that at the end of the movie, you know, if T-Rexes live or survive, and they, what they did very cleverly as well is they made the Velociraptors the villains. Because mm. it's very hard to carry a film where your villain is that big and obvious Cut. when it's coming. And yeah. all and they do that again with Godzilla. It's like they, they put the 30-minute kind of emphasis on the eggs you, so that the audience forgets, 
Oh yeah, where is that giant thing in the middle of Manhattan? Yeah, don't question it. Don't, and, don't come up again. <laughs> and um, but at the at the end of the movie, when they you know it's like oh, I could have to fucking kill it. Let's lure it somewhere where it gets tangled so that we can have a free shot at it because it's very fucking good at evading missiles. Mm. I don't know. I just watched the end of the movie as Matthew Broderick almost gets hard watching it die. Oh, I was going watching off. the life fade out of his eye. That's, I, what, that's the, minute, the point of this that's, film. That's the minute where you're supposed to think, "Oh, we're the real villains because we created it, and now we've killed it." What I don't understand is how's that bridge still standing? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, bit, that's what I don't understand. I'm like, they shot the fucking balls off this bridge. How is it there? <laughs> and, and I think any any attempt at trying to make you feel like that's the right decision is delivered in a speech Matthew Broderick gives on TV which is so unconvincing he was like if we don't do something about this they'll become the dominant species and we're what? fucked yeah it's everyone's, like, everyone's at home just going oh yeah she probably should, someone should probably do that next scene is the general going yeah someone should probably do something about that it's like <laughs> you you tit yeah I, I don't know I, did, there's a, I didn't I didn't feel like at the end of the movie I, I sided with Godzilla like I, what I mean by that is I kind of wish I was dead a little bit <laughs> It's been a bad week, yeah, me too. Right. Have got, I have had a really bad week and this is still the number one worst thing that happened to me. <laughs> I know, so my car broke down, it cost me 400 quid. This was the thing I was most upset about this week. <laughs> um, what do you want to say? You, you got to play by play? Got play, by play? Of course I am, you Let's fucking ready. Uh, the film, warning, is over two hours long, which is a shame. <laughs> because if it was nine minutes, I wouldn't be happy, but at least I'd still have longer of my life left. Yeah, I mean, you can fast forward the four minutes of intro where all the cast pops up, and it's the crappiest, like, oh, this is what happens with nuclear bombs and yeah, iguanas. But, but I love the fact that there's no context to it. Anyway, uh, time to put on some coffee and abandon all out. Time to get down and dirty with this dumpster fire of a film. The titles roll. We see an iguana deforestization and scientists taking photos. What could it all mean? It means nuclear testing, bitches, which, <laughs> which I love because it comes out now. It's just nuclear explosions zooming on an iguana. <laughs> I just think I, mean, it's, I just think it's brilliant opening credits, mate. So I know it's on the it's on the French Peninsula. Uh, oh, uh, fuck off, nerd. But, so what? what is the... Um, like, what, what happens if it was an orangutan there? Would we have got Kong? We would have got Kong. Is that the point? Yeah. You know, or like... What happens if it was like... So, we would have caught lymphoma. <laughs> so, you know. A, sorry, I'm jumping the gun here again. But there's like, there's an old, there's an old like Japanese dude. There and, is an old Japanese dude. They're yeah. like, they're poking him with a radiation stick yeah. that's going crazy. It's like, oh yeah. No one is wearing hazmat suits I was going to say, there's, there's a lot of radiation and no one seems to give a shit. Yeah. Matthew Rock Broderick literally gets yeah, like yeah. licked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's just like, yeah, he's fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah no yeah, consequence. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. I'm that no, that's, passionate. That's fine. Um, uh, some people start testing these <coughs> weapons of a mass destruction and help create this arsehole of a film that is quite possibly one of the worst things to happen to the human race. We are on a Japanese fishing ship where the captain is eating noodles and watching sumo wrestling. He's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, there's not time for context, mate. I did watch that thinking. Could he, I, there's I want, no way he could be more Japanese. Yeah, I, I do want that life, though. Like, I, have you ever watched sumo wrestling? Uh, no. There's something humble about watching just two dudes like try and topple each other. What's do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think throw that. some oil in there Quite and you've calming. got a real spot. Yeah, right. <laughs> His lights blink, so he turns on the shit has hit the fan alarm, and everyone loses their shit, but for no reason because mm. <laughs> there's not a Godzilla button. <laughs> so, so he's just pressing the alarm. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, what are we going to do?" <laughs> because then the ship begins to shake, and loud noises can be heard. We see a giant claw, a claw rip apart the ship, and a large tail smash the bridge. So we know, we know what Godzilla's about, mate. Mm. I think that's perfectly fine as an opening. You need something to show that he's dangerous. He likes fish, apparently. 
Next, we meet Dr. Nick Totopoulos. The recurring joke being that no one can say his name correctly. Hilarious. (laughs) And if I get it wrong, I don't care. (laughs) He's in Chernobyl running tests on earthworms that have grown to a massive size due to the radiation. Well, not massive. They're 17% bigger. Mate. Mate. Yep. (laughs) But but I'd like to point out, he's the only one that's worked out. And this is the cleverest man in the world because he's the only one that links radiation to badness. Yeah. Everyone else just like, oh, fuck off, worm guy. <laughs> but he's also the guy who's in Chernobyl with no hazmat suit on. <laughs> Don't give a shit, mate. He's <laughs> balls of lead, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking Also, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you got to sell that Matthew Broderick is the best in the world at this, right? Yeah, so he sings Singing in the Rain. <laughs> singing in the Rain, yeah. Uh, you know, not in a hazmat suit. And he's the best in the world because the only context we get that we, to know that this guy knows what he's on about is, he's the only one is that he can <laughs> stick two prods in the soil and then collect some worms. Yeah, he does. And yeah. Then, so as an audience member, we're supposed to go, he's the best. He uses electricity. Do you know no what he's ever done, done that before? He's, he's, gee, no one else could have done that. You know, fucking get him on the case of this giant dinosaur <laughs> thing. Um, We see he has a weird shrine dedicated to a blonde woman. Hmm, might not yeah. come up later, don't worry about it. He is interrupted by the military and some US government agents who kidnap him and his research. Oh, what does it all mean? Don't worry about it. Moving on. Gene Reno, John Reno, I can't, Reno, John Reno, Reno, shows up in Tahiti to interrogate the only survivor from the fishing boat disaster. He tries to speak to him, but the man is too haunted by the events and can't speak. So Reno brings out a lighter and waves it in front of the man's face. The survivor says one word, Godzilla. Which is Japanese for nice liar. <laughs> also, I thought this point to Esther when I was watching it. It's a weird scene where no one understands French or Japanese. The Frenchman comes in, asks in French if he can translate it into Japanese. He translates it into from French to Japanese to the Japanese man, and then the Frenchman, for no reason, speaks the in English, English yeah. and the guy understands it. He goes, "Yeah, Godzilla, mate." Yeah. <laughs> did you get did you say cashew at that point? <laughs> the, the NHS needs to install lighters fucking over 100% cure rate yeah <laughs> fucking, fucking eight minutes in yeah it's like, <laughs> eight minutes in and the bullshit is already at a near unmountable level you need that bit as well he's like uh, the next thing he says is how bad is it riddled mate we're riddled with radiation there's <laughs> so much radiation thanks for class of, thanks for telling us what that was <laughs> but also that dude was asleep like <laughs> <laughs> Right, Dr. Nick is headed to Panama to meet General Watts-His-Face and a band of very forgettable scientists. The press is all over Dr. Nick, but the general tells him nothing, and he walks through a highly radioactive field down a small ladder and tells him he needs his help locating something. Dr. Nick is confused by this, but the camera zooms out and we see Dr. Nick is stood in a giant footprint. Mm. Uh, Do you remember that scene in Jurassic Park with the huge footprints? What a great (laughs) film. (laughs) Love that they don't tell the expert anything that he needs to do his fucking job. Why is it about these films where we go, we need to find it? Where's the sample? You stood in it. Mm. And he just stands up for ages and goes, what sample? Like, tell him, oh, we stood in a footprint. Yeah. There's a Godzilla. No, I, I, there's no time and, of it here, mate. I'm going to let you guess. And also, what have you talked about on the helicopter ride? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What has been more important to talk about? I was Chernobyl. You watched anything recently? Oh, yeah. Yeah, caught up with Luther. What have you been talking about for the hours on that helicopter? Oh, time to meet the scientist. There is the woman scientist who, for no reason, fancies Dr. 2222-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2
It's a recap for those that are so bored, they've blown their brains out and destroyed the memory centre of their brain. <laughs> the video is about as helpful as two girls in one court with slightly better graphics. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's literally a recap for the last 12 minutes. <laughs> Time to meet that blonde girl in New York City that we saw her shrine to. Um... She's called Audrey, and she has the worst look. She happens to be an assistant for a newsman who sounds suspiciously like many Simpsons characters. She's desperate for her career to take off, but she don't get in. She don't get her foot in the door as she won't bow to the sexual advances of Moses. Like <laughs> there's not Moses, like as it how she does other people. Anyway, anyway, so we know about Audrey. Mm. Yeah, it's hard in the film when you're outacted by a CGI monster that doesn't speak. <laughs> and bless her. She's pretty bad. She is bad, yeah, unfortunately. I think, yeah. I, I'm not saying I agree with the Razzies, but they might have got it right that year. <laughs> Did she win it then, at least? She was nominated. Oh. I don't want to know what be her. In Jamaica, Dr. True, 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 <laughs> avoids sexual harassment from his boss while inspecting his shipwreck with giant claw marks on it. He meets Reno, who is apparently an insurance man doing a report for the shipping company. Matthew Broderick sees lots of cans of tuna and starts thinking of possible things that could have done this. Obviously, it's an iguana that is going to a massive size and wanted tuna but couldn't get a can open. <laughs> yeah. it's all been, this has all been solved by, by, by fucking opposable thumbs. <laughs> he's, he's like, mutate some of them. He's in the ocean, but he's going for the... the he likes the can stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't fuck the fish. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hunting for it. <laughs> That that seems right. I mean, that's a, there's a bit of alarm bust. The, the footprint bit looks great. Yeah, you know that that's cool. There's a, there's a lot of aerial shots at this point for the helicopters. Looks expensive at this point. Yes, you know as they're tracing those uh, footsteps. But when they get to the boat, alarm bells a little bit. When you're like, yeah, that doesn't look. It literally too great. does. It does look very bad. Um, Not the worst bit of CGI. That's that that that's coming up. Don't worry. There's lots of there's lots but of. There is one. There's one shining turd in this. You have to point out to me. It, I'll tell you that it's when it's when they think the kills of Godzilla and he's in the water. Oh yeah, it, emotionless. It, it, but it, just, it was just frozen the video. It's, it's like, yeah, bad, it? isn't it? That bit. Excuse me. Meanwhile, lots of meanwhiles. A lot happening in here. You know, don't let the story get involved, mate. Just cut from one yeah. disaster to the next. But Emmerich's good at that. In, he is good in at like that. in in uh, Independence Day. Independence Day has lots of narratives happening at the same time that each one, each lead star gets the same yeah. amount of time. That works. However, this doesn't work in this because we've only got one and for the first half of the film, Matthew Broderick or Dr. Nick is never where the action is. So you always want to step behind. So you then basically are worried about characters you couldn't give a toss about. Like, yeah. like next is like the series of fishing trawlers. They're playing, they're gambling and then the fishing boats get pulled under, which is a cool scene, but it's also cooler when they then get pushed back up because mm. the implication that they're on Godzilla now. That's fine and everything, but I don't care. And also, he does. He then goes, spoilers, goes and trashes New York, and Matthew Broderick's still not there, so there's no narrative to follow. And then when we finally get one with Animal, it's quite late, and much of the destruction's already happened. Also, not being funny, but New York, oh, and because this is 1998, there's a lot of references to things that have happened, like, like weird, there was like, the worst thing to happen to New York, and you're like, oh... Mm. Oh, so you know, they mentioned the way they mentioned the World Trade Center's bombing, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the car park bombing. But, so, um, so, there's a lot of stuff in there that's a bit like, oh, geez, you, you forget that the world that the world's mm. changed a lot since then. Um, yeah, so I always find the storyline weirdly in this Godzilla film, the storyline's always behind itself, and then like the characters aren't that engaging. And also, when they catch up with the storyline, nothing happens, so, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it, that's the shame because Emery has proven that you he are can, right, he though. Can, Independence Day is the best example, yeah. He can intertwine many storylines, give everyone enough screen time to make their stories make sense and then bring them all together. And even that, was it, um, what was that Tomorrow movie that he did Tomorrow as well? Never Dies. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tom- 
Edge of tomorrow? No. Tomorrow? Why day after I, tomorrow? Day after tomorrow. Why was I only going for that Bond film that I couldn't get out of my head? <laughs> my, my brain was like, just say it. <laughs> and it, that's another example of t- two storylines that that's were- That's actually a good you one. You know, mixed together. Which with this one, yeah, I I, I was like, we're, we're bitting and bobbing all over the place. And people just appear, you know, like like you say, Jean Reno's character. Oh, now he's here. Yeah, he's, now he's gone. He's yeah, just don't worry here about again. It. And also, he—I mean, I think Jean Reno knew what he signed up for, and he played—he plays up to the stereotype of the Frenchman in the movie. You know, mm. with the, with, he, you know, makes numerous comments about coffee and croissants and not liking American donuts and whatever it is. But he does it with a sense of "I know what I'm doing." In I'm this film. getting paid. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> I won't see this film, but I will see the kitchen it makes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'll, I can see the holiday yeah. that, that I'm going to get. <laughs> Meanwhile, a series of fishing trawlers are pulled under near the good old US of A. It's obviously all related. Dr. Sexual Harassment believes it's an ancient lizard dinosaur thing that just happens to have been hiding for the last 60 million years. Why not? Why not, indeed. When Matthew gives his theory, he's laughed at. But it's just like his earthworms, a new super species, the first of its kind. And what do you need to do when you've just been born and got a head full of dreams? You head to Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say as well, this this scene as well is if you just met this bloke, he's so overdramatic. You 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 would have be sat there going, Oh, what do you think is oh, I could be like a dinosaur too far? And this guy, it's the birth of a new super species. Well, all right, calm down, coffee. And <laughs> 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 settle down, dickhead. I mean, look, let's look at this comp- you know, you shouldn't do it, but let's compare it to Jurassic Park, because that's what it's trying to be. <laughs> you know, you got Sam Neill in that film, paleontologist, digging up dinosaur bones. Like the the closest thing to Indiana Jones we've had in a long time in, in regards to a character who you like, that's a cool job in a, in exotic places of the world, doing something interesting. <clears throat> you know, we grew up liking dinosaurs, yeah. you know, many kids did. Whereas this, you're like, it's the earthworm guy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's he's, he's not the same yeah. thing. So, and they don't even then play him up to be <laughs> the nerdy of nerds. You, you know, he, he is, I don't like this term. I don't like the term alpha man or beta cook, but he is the definition of a beta cook. He's just, <laughs> he's so beta cookie. Yeah, I, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I, I imagine when he gets married, she cheats on him and he deserves it. <laughs> so, I don't I don't like that term, but definitely. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't, I didn't really, I didn't really get him as, uh, the, the. I don't know whether it's what Matthew Broderick was trying to portray or how the character was written, but I just, I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, like when you, again, you look at characters like Tom Hiddleston, you know, those kind of characters mm. in, in other, in other carnations of Monsterverse films. Don't even, even have to be like they they're trying to go for this. He's so smart, he's underestimated by everyone. And it does he come across as smart because he doesn't particularly do anything smart. He says, "Oh, radiation has led this to be beginning," and then he and then he decides to test this blood, which wouldn't work. I you know, he's not nothing. He does is really that clever. Mm. But we're supposed to think he's the genius in the room that everyone underestimates. But they don't do a good enough job to make that a reality. Mm. Like, and I'm going to, Roland Emmerich, the best way to compare him is to his earlier work. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is a genius who <clears throat> could have done anything he wanted in the world, but he chose to work for a satellite company and try and save the world by recycling. That's the best, that's the best, um, you know, comparison you can make. And in one of them, it works because Jeff Goldblum had a higher purpose. We don't, for me, I never understand the motivations of Dr. Nick Tutopoulos or why he decides to be such a dickhead. Mm. So that type of thing. Yeah, not a strong character to no. lead your movie no especially against the 80 foot especially do you know what I tell you how this film would have been instantly better end of that end of the film they're like they've tried everything bombs don't work 
you know, like it's evading all these missiles. Christ, the building's gone down. Destruction, death, mayhem. Matthew Broderick's character's like, oh, fuck it, I've got to do it. I'm sorry. And one of two things happens. Yeah. He disappears and comes back riding a huge earthworm. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm talking like the biggest earthworm, Tremors style. Mate, that would have been fucking epic. And you just get a wrestling match between a massive worm. And then, and then they call him the worm guy. Yeah. Or even better, he turns into a worm himself. <laughs> A gigantic he worm. He bites himself. Yeah. Like, I'm always angry. <laughs> just turns into this massive flute worm. And, and, then, and then it just wrestles Godzilla and strangles it like an anaconda, boa stricter. Just fucking takes it down. That's the film I wanted to that's see. That's an amazing film. I want to see that film. <laughs> I'm disappointed that film doesn't exist. Then everyone's leaving the cinema going, fucking the worm guy, man. He had it, didn't he? <laughs> I'm just, just going to tell. Sequel. The power gets to his head. They have to resurrect Godzilla. Like, like, right, you need to knock him down. It's a montage of Godzilla dealing with worms. <laughs> Training, mate, like Rocky too. Can I just say, I've got an instant way to make this film utter flop to best film ever, but I'll get to it when it comes up in the story. Um, Audrey has lunch with more Simpsons voice actors and her friend when she spots Nick <clears throat> on the TV and shits out as much backstory as humanly possible because the action sequence is about to start and there ain't going to be no movie. <laughs> there ain't going to be no room in this movie for the basic element of movie making. They went out for four years. He asked her to marry her and she said, get to fuck. So you said that apparently she just left. <laughs> Will you marry like, me? You're the worm guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you'll ever be. That's what she should have said to him. She should be the villain of the story, yeah. but she's not. Godzilla comes to town and he wants to make a name for himself as the big beastie that fucked up Manhattan. The cars in the street start juddering and the alarms start going off. Hey, Aaron. Do you remember that scene in Jurassic Park where the T-Rex is coming and we can see the water and the ripples and the shaking and everything? Do you know how they did that in... God, that was an awesome film, wasn't it? Do you know how they did that in Jurassic Park? <laughs> Fishing wire. Well, just, camera can't, didn't pick it up and someone just lowered it and took to the water and that's what That's awesome. That yeah. That's cool. There you go. In a haze, in a field of shit, there's a daisy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Godzilla eats some fish, eats some people, and fucks up several small businesses because Godzilla straight up doesn't care about the economy. <laughs> he even disrupts a speech by the mayor, who was hilariously named after a critic that doesn't like Roland Emmerich's films. That showed him. <laughs> also, the critic afterwards said, "Why, if, if you're going to name him after me, why don't you have the Godzilla eat me? It's yeah. like, you've, you've failed. It was like, yeah, you failed it. Sarcasm. <laughs> I mean... Let's address the, the CGI now. Yeah. In the, it's not the best in this movie. It, I, it, do you know what? I think it works until you actually see Gonzalez. When you see him jumping over the bridge and you see like his tail, that works. When you see the odd bit, it's fine. It, it's cool. Yeah. But when you actually... When it... When Hank Azira runs after it and it mm. basically Gonzalez for no reason has now turned around yeah. and decided to... He's got arm lost. Oh, fuck. It walks towards him. From then on, bollocks. I know it divided cinema goers, but Cloverfield's did the monster thing really well in that yes. because because it was all POV that you're down on the street. You wouldn't get a full shot of full view of the, was, yeah, the, the great know, creature. Yeah. You'd capture bits of it. And it also, if you're in a state of panic where you're running and, and trying to evade buildings toppling, it did really well at that steady cat, uh, that, that handheld camera kind of, um, you know, oh, there's a bit of the leg and there's a bit of an arm and there's its back and there's its tail just going around the side of the building. It's just missed you. And it gave scale to it. I think, the thing with this movie as well is you have, you know, TVs have advanced, you know, so, you know, 
at the time, I, I don't think they would have looked as bad in the cinema when when you're there. But now, because things like home cinemas have and, and home yeah, TVs man. have advanced to the point that they are in 4K and everything else that's happening, um, it doesn't favour. And these films had to pave the way for the giants that we get now. So it's not to kick it too much because they did the hard work so that we can now get seamless, you know, action hero sequences that we get nowadays. But it doesn't negate the fact that it is very hard to go back and rewatch this kind of movie it doesn't add to you can't watch it and be like <coughs> you don't know, like when you watch the thing and, mm. it, and it's all you know practical effects it, even if it looks shoddy and if I was watching that with someone who's never seen the film before I probably would go look the effects are going to be quite bad in this movie just remember the time when it was made and this you know this paved the way for no end of films afterwards it's very hard to watch Godzilla and be like oh is- you know can you remember when the effects were that good <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. The problem is, it, it obviously rips the, it obviously borrows liberties from a great film like Jurassic Park. But, it, but it, that film was four years older than this film, and it, they're never comparable. Mm. There's, I don't know. Everyone is screaming and running as this lizard destroys the city, but no named characters die, which is a shame. Godzilla, Godzilla destroys a lot of the city, but don't worry about it too much because it then disappears. And that's it. And no one's really that bothered about the destruction. I love this bit. Like, So Nick and his team show up to catch the lizard and fuck him up. Dr. Harassment questions if they should evacuate the three million people that live there. Yes. Yes, you fucking <laughs> should, you knob. Sergeant O'Neill has to explain to the team and the audience that somehow this giant fucking monster has disappeared from everyone. People suggest that it has moved on, but Dr. Nick poo-poos that idea, suggesting that Godzilla has everything it needs to survive here, as opposed to all of the other fucking places it's been. (laughs) And, mate, you're right. No one seems that bothered by the fact that this giant lizard has fucked up New York. Everyone's like, pretty... Yeah, that, pretty chill that, about that's it, happened, yeah. doesn't it? And then we we see Audrey in New York City. It, 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 there's an evacuation, but I don't see that bothered. They were to a bar at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening in this film. It's so non-slave. No yeah. one gives a piss. They was like, oh, it's a shame. Isn't it? Oh, I guess work's cancelled. Yeah, there's, there's a bit of like you <laughs> unless know, you work in the pharmacy, that's open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You still got to sell these pregnancy tests. They're not going to sell themselves, are they? You got a sell by date on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no mass panic. There's no, there's no like rushing to get out of the Godzilla city. Godzilla is here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be fucking first out of that town. I'll tell you. Like, no, nah, I'll just lock the door. Yeah, I'll put the bolt yeah. on. It, oh, my God, get in. Godzilla would respect that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the scenes where he's like, you know, his tail's whipping buildings and it's like smashing bits. And there's no, there didn't, there doesn't seem to be any like, Stop so it. the first, the, I remember the first Superman, the Superman Man of Steel movie, the Zack Snyder one. You know, buildings toppling when Zod yeah. and Superman are fighting, and it did feel like Two fucking hell, they do not fight, care. Yeah. They do not care about mankind. And I remember walking out of that movie, going like the fucking destruction in that film. And I give it justice. Batman vs Superman started starts with the on the ground with the, with the human element. Like, yes. This is fucking unacceptable. Like we live here. The death, the destruction. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pissed off. I'm going to put on my fucking Superman suit. I'm just going to spend the rest of the movie trying to kill you now. <laughs> yeah. But it's like this. It's just like, oh God, yeah. That's a mess, isn't it? <laughs> it's, there's, oh, there's, there's no like... Fucking you bugger. Fucking how that building's like 100 years old or whatever. It's yeah, just it's like... Just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But again, at the amount of times that Godzilla just like moves to the left and a rocket misses. Oh, you're missing that bit, mate. This, this is what this is what this is the destruction he causes when he's on his own. And to be honest, he already caused that much destruction. But there's one thing that you need to understand here is that he's after fish, 
right? And I don't bring this up. He's after fish. Spoilers, it's to feed his young. He wants a buttload of fish. You want fish, so he opens and he comes at the fish market and he takes all the fish. And then, presumably, he goes down to downtown Manhattan, mate, to get some sushi because there's fuck all fish. I have no <laughs> idea what he's doing at this point. He's just like... I, I need fish. Mm. Instead of fucking off to another coastal town, it makes sense for me to go to fucking the middle of Manhattan <laughs> where there's no fish. <laughs> you think you'd ask them, wouldn't you? <laughs> you think you'd ask them because it's like more fish. It's an island still. Mm. Oh, he's cold bloody though. Maybe he needs somewhere warm. Galapagos Islands. <laughs> you telling me that he's like, oh, fucking hell. Manhattan's the, it's the, it's the that, world capital for fish. What was that thing that he had earlier? There's a lot of fish in it. What's it? Oh, yeah, the sea. <laughs> Just stay in the fucking sea, you idiot. Um, Audrey spies Nick on the news again. By the way, she's in a pub in the middle of New York where they've been told to evacuate. Don't worry, you're in a pub. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and she tries to pitch a lead to her boss who dismisses her. So she steals his press pass, which is an escalation. Mm. Um, the mayor and the army people all meet at New Jersey where a sneaky Renault sneaks a bug on the mayor. Ready for another recurring joke? The French spies are waiting in a trunk nearby, ready to listen in. But the coffee. Oh, the coffee's off. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the army people have realised that somehow, for no one who's listened, air quotes, somehow the lizard is moving around the city using the subway. And again, I've written, somehow. <laughs> what I love about it is Doc, uh, Dr. Neil. Sergeant Neil explains that it hollowed out a building, mm. hid inside, so breathed in, was like, stand up straight, and then dug a tiny hole into the subway, but then doesn't explain how, you know, it then moved around, or how no one went... You know, subway, yeah, giant lizard in it. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> so, I, I'm very fortunate that I've been to New York, and yeah. I must admit that when I went on the underground, I thought, you could fit a fucking dinosaur down here. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When I was going through them tiny turnstile gates. That's like, yeah, dinosaur. I was like, get Jesus, Godzilla would make himself at home down here, really. Oh. Nick tries to stick up for the animal, saying it isn't an enemy, and he suggests that they lure the creature to them. They do this by gathering all the fish in the world and dumping it in an area that the military are watching. The idea really impresses Reno, who still can't get a good coffee. Oh no, also, do lizards actually eat fish? But no, I didn't. it was a Godzilla-specific thing. But this isn't iguana. Do iguanas eat fish? I don't know, mate. No, I, I, next time I see one, I'll ask it. The plan isn't working, so they're all huddled around looking at this giant massage of fish. So they open up all the manhole covers so that Godzilla can smell all this fish, which is again weird, seeing as he could smell fish from an ocean away previously. <laughs> Didn't have manhole covers though, that's what that's what it was. True, actually, yeah. You've proved your own theory there. <laughs> it works, and Godzilla shows up. Because it's so big, we don't see where it enters, it's just there now. It stares at Nick. And I, and you, screamed out, eat him, you bastard. <laughs> End this film. <laughs> I'm going to say here, this is what would have turned this film epic. So it really starts, it gets down, it sniffs Nick. He's like, belches on him. The thing he gets covered in fish guts. Two things here now. Now we've established that Godzilla's love, think that anything that smells of fish is fish. Mm. So he should have eaten Matthew Broderick by his own logic because he smells of fish now. But also, how metal would this have been if Matthew Broderick then just fucking headbutted Godzilla? Mate. <laughs> mate, best film ever. Fucking topples it. <laughs> Goes down, Knocks gives it a out. stunner, mate. Gives it a fucking stone cold stunner. Yeah. I'm just saying right now, if he had Edward Gonzalez, best movie I've ever seen, the balls on this. <laughs> like, why didn't they stuff the fish with grenades or, you know what I mean, or explosives or poison? I was going to say poison, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, instead, it gives him a sniff, smells the desperation on him and moves on to this fish that he's heard so much about. <laughs> As Gonzilla starts munching down on the fish, there's this weird bit where the army people raise their guns, but Matthew Broderick tells them to lower them. It's like, do you not know why they're there? <laughs> they're there to shoot the lizard. <laughs> what, what do you think the plan is? 
I still don't know. Fuck you, Matthew Broderick, you dickhead. And now the army decide to shoot the fuck out of it, which doesn't work at all. The army destroy more of the city, and Godzilla is gone, failing to kill Matthew Broderick once again. With army tanks in pursuit, Godzilla, the oversized iguana, blows fire and destroys the tanks, like all iguanas can do. <laughs> you got a pet iguana? He can breathe fire, did you not know? <laughs> um, the attack choppers can't lock onto this cold-blooded son of a bitch and destroy the Love Chrysler that. building. Love that. All, uh, all, all military-grade weapon relies on heat. <laughs> There's a brilliant bit, phenomenal bit, absolutely, where, where he says, where the guy goes, I missed. And Kevin Dunn, who plays the colonel, says, what do you mean it missed? You told me you had a lock on. And then the guy has to explain science to him. It's just like, well, hold on. It's cold-blooded. The buildings are warmer than it is. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then he thanks him for the science lesson. I think. <laughs> oh, thank you. I didn't know that. See, at this point, though, this Also, is- wouldn't you... Why don't I say about this? Sorry, just before we jump in. He says he has a lock on, but presumably the computer doesn't lock on him and goes, oh, wait a minute, cold-blooded, I'll move. <laughs> so you didn't have a lock on, so you lied. <laughs> Sorry. At this point, you know, you would have thought that the film would have just known what it was, you know, shaping up to be and started making fun. You look at that, you know, the the last Millie Bobby Brown one, the Godzilla vs. Kong one. Yeah. You know, with the Mecha Godzilla and, yeah. you know, that kind of, and and it ends with them going to some kind of like parallel universe, like worlds. Uh, no, the underworld. The right? underworld, that the was underworld, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, still don't, Earth. I still don't understand that. I don't know what that is. I don't that's know why where, that happens. That's where Kong's from. Of course, yeah. Yeah, cool. So he sends him back home there. Yeah. And... But at least that film knew it was like B-movie territory. Do you know yes. what I mean? It was like, oh yeah, since the last movie, we've built our own Godzilla. It's like, it was silly. It was stupid. silly. Whereas this, it's still kind of clinging on to trying to play it straight and it doesn't work. Uh, you know Godzilla, he's easily <coughs> able to outmaneuver and outthink several of America's finest. The highlight being when he's literally hiding behind them. So the three, <laughs> the three army choppers come to a hollowed out building. They, they can smell him. They fire missiles, they fire missiles, they fire missiles. They're like, we think we got him. Godzilla, behind them. <laughs> Just thinking, what a twat. <laughs> Destroys him. Kills some humans. Oh, no. Mark that off, mate. Mark that off on the tens of thousands of other ones he's definitely killed. Um, Godzilla is once again able to run away and hide. The only difference now is he was being chased, which makes it even more impressive. <laughs> um, Nick takes a sample of the creature's blood. Don't think about it, probably won't come up again. Oh, mate, it's all happening now. This film. I've just had a moment where I've just realised this is what you've done with your life. <laughs> we've done more. We've done more Roland Emmerich movies, and we've done Godzilla. Yeah, we've not done Meryl Streep. Do you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> yeah. the bar of this podcast right now. Don't worry. There's there's good episodes coming. <laughs> we promise we'll do we'll do like a really good one soon. At base camp, Audrey happens to spot Nick. <laughs> well, I love the fact that her special ability is to spot him in crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's the guy that no one's talking to because he's the worm guy. Um, she happens to spot Nick, who is in an open pharmacist buying pregnancy tests. Now, I was reading this, and I was thinking, why were they open? And then it's because they're in New Jersey. They're outside the quarantine zone. But if I was that and there was a lizard across the way, I wouldn't be like, right, I'm going to go into work today and sell some pregnancy tests. It's still bullshit. Don't stand up for it, message boards of Reddit. And Shut up. And also those two as well, like the, the heartbreak, you know, and it's just like, you're all right, yeah. The fuck are you been? <laughs> they make small talk that is cringe to listen to. The last time they spoke was eight years ago, which makes the shrine thing a little bit more psychotic. Yeah. 
Um, they go back to the tent where Nick discovers that the creature is pregnant, which is not something you can test with for an over-the-counter pregnancy test. One of them is based on the hormone levels that one produces when she urines to see if your uh, tubes have, you know, become fertilised. Um, lizard, don't worry like that. <laughs> Won't be able to do that. Is that you questioning the science of Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. Other than that, perfect film. <laughs> Um, the reason Godzilla came to New York was to have his babies and have the US government look after them, the fucking benefits to you. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like to he was like, no universal we, we, love, Gary, get fucked. Where shall, we, where shall I put these, uh, these eggs? <laughs> Madagascar, you know, a place with heat, warmth, not much military or kind of <laughs> humans to, to destroy them. Now, I'll go put them in the middle of Manhattan. Manchester Square Garden, here it's lovely. Elton John plays here once a year. <laughs> <clears throat> he leaves to tell his bosses... And Audrey sees the shrine, which she thinks is charming and not fucking weird at all. I would be freaked out. Romantic music plays, and we as an audience are supposed to think that this is a good thing. <laughs> but Audrey also finds the top secret tape from earlier. Do you remember that? That, that thing that I said that recaps the first eight minutes of the film. Well, apparently... It's got top secret on it, so it's all right. <laughs> she records a story and gives it to her news team. Mate, it's all kicking off. Also, now the theory is that Godzilla has asexually mm. been pregnant. But that also changes now, too. He was born pregnant and he's immediately about to hatch some eggs. Mm. So, you know... things. Not only that, but he's going to lay some eggs that are about to hatch the same day. Yeah, well, here's the thing, and maybe you can get this with me. Maybe you can get this with me. He's the worm guy. Where's his fucking advanced degrees on fucking lizard reproduction in mutant 1800 foot fucking gonzers? I'm not... The science, mate, isn't fucking... <laughs> it's not racking up, in this is it? Film. Um, two seconds, I've lost my place. Well, what are you thinking of this film so far? Um, I must admit... This whole bit alluding to the eggs and the babies and the hatching, it, it's just a cop-out, isn't it? To it get, is a cop-out. To get your main characters, your ensemble cast together and just dial down the film because you can't just have 90 minutes of blowing up buildings. I mean, he'll try. <laughs> he he will try. He will. <laughs> you also have to get away from, like you say, Godzilla because there's only so long you can watch the, the army... Bef- like fumbling around, yeah. they may as well, someone, someone may as well run out with a bazooka and shot it backwards. Like, I, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how this works. Do you know what? I like to think that fucking the enemies of America saw this and went, do you know what? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but and the, the, I thought this bit really slows the the otherwise pace of the movie. The best thing about the action scenes, I've got to say, is that because there's so much happening, you really didn't have to talk about it. <laughs> so, so it does speed up, luckily. Now, during a meeting, <clears throat> Nick tries to explain that the animal is pregnant and that this is very bad for the human race and that all the fish is for its young. During this meeting, whilst it's happening, and the colonel is on his side thinking, we've got to find this nest. During this meeting, the news report show is played that shows the footage that Audrey stole. Everyone in the room immediately turns fucking prick. <laughs> Just like, well, you obviously talked to the press, get out of here. You get kicked out, mate. He's fired. The only guy that's been right so far, they they would rather say face than be like, oh, maybe, you know, idiots. <laughs> so you're fired. Go somewhere safe. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> so he leaves. Yeah. Who's outside? Who's angry? Who's looking in the sea of people trying to go? Oh, fuck me. It's only Audrey. <laughs> who is also angry that her boss stole her story. She tries to apologise to Nick, who doesn't really accept her apology, but also at the same time, not very angry. Like, you finally got what you wanted. You wanted to be a reporter. Don't know if you saw the news report. She's not actually in it. She, mm. That technically makes her a researcher. Don't want to be a dick, but she's a researcher. <laughs> um... The taxi that Nick is in doesn't go to the airport. It actually takes him to the base of the French Special Service who are in town to stop the monster as it was their nuclear weapons that created the monster. True story. 
My dad, uh, during this period, wouldn't eat Granny Smith apples because of the French nuclear testing in the French Polynesian district. I just think that's really cool. Wow. Yeah, my, <clears throat> don't know much about my dad. A lot of people don't. But the one thing he is, is he's for very animal rights. Well, there you go. There you go. And nuclear testing, apparently. <laughs> for no reason, Audrey's cameraman friend Animal is following them. Why? <laughs> because they paid him and because, they need him to do so. Because they, they need him later. So... Renault wants Nick's help to find the nest and destroy the eggs before they hatch. Again, Renault doesn't know. No one's an expert on this giant fish, but he goes, oh, there must be. Mm. There must be. Animal runs back to Audrey and tells him that the Nick and his French pals are breaking back into the city and that they should sneak in too and record everything. Hate the press in films. I hate them. I hate them in real life as well, so... Renault is stopped as he drives in and speaks like Elvis to get into the city. The music implies it was meant to be funny, but I'm not buying it. <laughs> Animal and Audrey walk underground towards the quarantined city. American military at its finest literally can just walk into the city where this giant monster is. Meanwhile, the military has decided to redo the fish thing, but this time, just do a bit better. <laughs> their plan is exactly the same also. I don't know if you've seen it. On their map, the giant fish pile is a it's fish. fish yeah. <laughs> so, I love the fact that yeah. they're like, oh, Gary Knockers yeah. like a fish. Well, they don't want to get it mixed up with the big chicken bar that they've got because <laughs> Godzilla's on his way. King Kong's on his way. I absolutely fucking love that, mate. Oh, the plan works and the full might of the armed forces beat the living piss out of Godzilla, dropping bombs on him, shooting him with bullets, tanks, negative and hurtful words. They're giving it all. <laughs> Eventually, they blow Godzilla enough that the monster just accepts death and sinks to the bottom of the sea. That is the worst CGI, mate. It is pretty bad. Yeah. Love oh. it, though. Everything's an upscale. It's like, you've had your shot, now it's the Navy turn all gets to mate comes down and you know submarines aren't that fast mm. fucking rockets in this world mate, mate they're, they're in the Hudson River <laughs> as well you know everyone knows those submarines that go up and down rivers yeah. how deep is that and also when it's sinking when Godzilla's sinking to the bottom yeah. again how deep is this river it's very deep it's <laughs> yeah, really important to remember so. that it's very important to remember that mm. it's definitely dead <laughs> and sinks yeah. to the bottom of this massive it's like that tranche you know the deepest part of the world oh that's where the megalodon is isn't it that's where <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if he went down there and it's fucking oh I can't remember the actor's name Jason Statham Jason Statham's down he's like not the fucking another one I love you oh right are you ready now so he's dead there's nothing to worry about meanwhile Nick, Renault and a handful of disposable Frenchmen have followed a trail all the way to Madison Square Garden the arena is filled with fish and hundreds of eggs each housing a potential Godzilla type nuisance these eggs are also in rooms that Godzilla wouldn't be able to get into. Yes, it, unless the only thing I can think of, brilliant shit aim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, just best trick shots you've ever thought of. It's like, right, if I do this, bounce it off that wall. Yeah, you'll land just there. Yes. Also, I don't know much about eggs. Yeah. But I think one of the purposes of them is to help with the incubation. So yes. shouldn't Godzilla be sat on these? Uh, I know not all of them do. Some tur turtles, for example, will bury them. Mm-hmm. Godzilla's not really thought this out, has he? Let it? me check the plot. No, we don't come up again. No. It's probably fine. <laughs> and also, like, the incubation period of a chicken is about 21 to 23 days. Yeah, but you're, you're not taking into account radiation. Yeah. You're right, James. Also, I'd like, I to, had also I'd, like to point, I'd like to point out that all these characters should be fucking bald and dying now. There's <laughs> so much fucking radiation. I love the fact that this film is a nuisance. It's like, radi oh, it's a bit radiated. Oh, it's fine. It's actually making radiation look fucking good. Yeah, you, know, well, you, know, like, like, you can get fucking hench, on. mate. Look, let's just see what the radiation does to that Snickers bar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we, oh, we might be able to be in Africa. Let's, <laughs> let's do something. 
Let's so end world hunger right let's now. Nu- let's nuclear test the third world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, these military men are so fine-tuned and great at their jobs, I'm sure they'll be fine. I mean, it's not as if they haven't noticed two people following them this entire way. <laughs> Animal and Audrey are following him. Also, they've all been given names. No, they haven't. Only joking. Frenchman number one doesn't think they have enough explosives. And that's the least of their problems, as Nick can hear noise coming from one of the eggs. It slowly begins to hatch. A mini Godzilla is born and begins to sniff the world. Hey, Aaron, <clears throat> do you remember the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park? I do. Wow, what an amazing experience that film was. The creature's beautiful, brilliant, well thought out, well planned. Just fantastic. Mm. Just... What makes this situation worse is that Godzilla is just the alarm and it raw wakes up all the other eggs. Fucking no snooze born on this fucker. As soon as it roars, the other one's like, oh, time to go up. <laughs> oh no, what were the odds? And with the humans standing in all this fish, the Godzillas can't tell the difference. So now they want to hear some of these humans. Oh no. Frenchman number two is the first to get it as they jump at him from above. Mm. He's closely followed by the great character, Frenchman number three, who can't close the door in time. He fucking Rano shows him later. If you do it just in time, you'll be fine. <laughs> Audrey and Animal sneak into the next changing room. Ooh. Completely off topic, but do you know one of my favourite scenes in a film? It's the film where the two children are hiding from Velociraptors in the kitchen in the film Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's tense, it's scary. Will they make it out? It really is, as a child, one of the scariest films because, like you said, we all love dinosaurs and you've been in that situation. Mm. You, you wonder if you could outsmart a dinosaur. And Spielberg masterfully changes genre of film midway through. He takes a... You know, Sam Raimi's very good at this as well. You can take an action film and intersplice a scene of horror mm. seamlessly into it. Probably back to the film now, yeah. yeah. Uh, Animal and Audrey climb to the <laughs> ventilation system in order to hide from the Godzillas, while a man I have never seen before gets taken out. Like, goodbye, Frenchman number four, I assume. We hardly knew thee. But now it's time for the most developed character of the French serviceman to die. He was the man who brought the coffee that first time. He was the one that smiled with a gorgeous half-wink, the man who stole my heart. Frenchman number one is taken out. Mm. Moment of silence, mate, for number one. I know. But don't worry. All the dispensable people are dead now. Don't worry about it. It never comes up again. <clears throat> no one's also grieving. No, there's God, there's yeah, no fuck moment him. of like, no! <laughs> Number two! We shared a coffee! <laughs> Nick is trying to find a phone so he can ring the army and let them know where the nest is, but all the phone lines are out of order or being used by baby Gonzalez, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, it's their first day in New York. What are they going to do? You go to the next, mate. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's the next place. Just like that, the ventilation shaft holding Animal and Audrey breaks, and they fall right in front of Renault and Nick. That was lucky. Mm. and she happens to know how to get a message out. Fucking well lucky, if you ask me. The real story. Look. <laughs> they head to the broadcast room where they plan to do a live news story and get it out to the public so the army knows where to drop the bombs. Who would have thought there's a broadcast room? When Fuck. they try to broadcast a message, that's the first place I probably would have gone. But she has to explain to Ed, the news guy, why it's important to go live, because apparently Ed's a fucking idiot. He's like, he said the, the, the request comes through to start broadcasting from Madison Square Gardens, and he genuinely says... There's no game at the, at the guards. And I was like, yeah, there's a fucking dinosaur running around your city, you billick. Um, they eventually go live and they're able to broadcast the location and have to explain why this is all a bad thing. That's where they do like the cringiest interviews where, where Audrey gets some sort of redemption because she interviews his Nick and says, so you were right there about there being a nest all the time. And he looks at her lovingly like, oh my God, do you remember that thing that you stole from me and got me fired from? You've made up for it by mm. asking me a question. That... 99.9% of the people watching have no idea what the fuck you're on about. 
Character development. There's an arc in her character. <laughs> there is an arc in this character. The army's about to launch. And it's, oh, also, and I've mentioned this earlier, the people watching it, the, the generals, they're just like watching it. Oh my God, what should we do? Good job. He just told you what to do. And it's not very often I'll stick up for Matthew Broderick, but he's literally told you exactly what you need to do. Um, the army's about to launch an assault and the team have only minutes to get out of there. And that happens to go just in time. There was Madison Square explode. Oh my God. So they get out there, they're running, they're being chased. Luckily, not one single Godzilla had gotten out. Mm. It's fine. Mm. They survive. Nick and Audrey kiss and we can finally end this piece of shit film. But oh no, somehow the massive creature that definitely died earlier not only didn't die, but it left the sea. It made it all the way to Madison Square Garden without anyone thinking to say, hmm, maybe we should check the lizard thing is actually dead. <laughs> because like you said, it's only at the bear of the Hudson you could easily see it if it moved. I like to think they sent a Navy SEAL down there it and just he, he just kicked the body. It's dead. It's definitely dead. It's definitely dead. Just leave it down here. We don't need to, don't, let's not extract it for, for Cause testing. Because of, of radiation, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> leave it down here. Um, it looks at all the corpses of its dead babies and does that thing all iguanas are capable of, calculating vengeance. <laughs> the heroes get in a cab and are being chased around the entire city. Mate, last time I'll probably do this. I really like that scene in Jurassic Park where they're out, where they're driving out a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Must go faster. Must go faster. It's, it's fantastic. And Nick has to ring the army and explain that Godzilla isn't dead and everyone has shit for brains. <laughs> They get stuck in the lizard's mouth, blind it with high beams, escape its fire breath that all the lizards definitely have, and manage to lure it into a suspension bridge where the army, navy, and air force drop everything on the lizard. They drop bombs, they drop bullets, they drop landmines, they drop hurtful insults, they drop Hulk Hogan's leg drop on it, and finally Godzilla says, "Fuck this!" and decides to die. Just before it dies, it locks eyes with Nick, who has come close to the beast, and a moment passes where it's supposed to feel bad for killing this creature and all its baby. Godzilla's last moments are filled with regret as he probably remembers all the previous encounters he probably could have killed this fucker. <laughs> and the film ends. Which is a surprise. Did you know there's an after scene credit where we see the, f- the one egg wasn't destroyed and it begins to hatch? Yeah, that's, that's setting up the sequel. <laughs> that, never happened. that definitely happened. The, um, yeah, the bridge, the bridge bit is a bit weird, isn't it? Like at the end, because you're supposed to, I don't know, are you supposed to feel sad for the monster? Are we supposed to cheer and be excited? At least, think at least supposed- that year when Bruce Willis went against the meteor, we knew who the villain was. <laughs> yes, we, we weren't sat around, <laughs> we weren't sat around, you know, crying because, yeah. oh, the meteor, it wasn't the meteor's fault. <laughs> also, it's just a mother. We've all been there, mate. We've all been in the middle of New York. We lost our shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we've always wanted to, we want to give our babies all 200 of them the life they deserve. Mm. Uh, but it's, Bollocks, it's utter horseshit. There's a moment where we're supposed to think that humans are the bad guy. Humans created with nuclear power and then we thought, we're not happy. It's like, it's a, it's a tale of Frankenstein. Mm. We created the monster, but then we didn't love it, so we destroyed it. Gotta say though, one of the worst films I've ever seen. Like legitimately, there's no redeeming. My problem is I don't engage with the characters, so mm. why the fuck would I care if they got eaten by a giant iguana? Also, that's a weird decision. Mm. Like, what if, what if it was a giant moth? Right, like, I'm not just saying that. In their logic... <clears throat> The Godzilla world is rich with tapestries of, of origins. It's, it's cracking. It's great. And Americans can do it. I like Kong versus Godzilla. I thought there was an all right film. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't think it's the best film. It's fun. But by this film's logic, Mothra would be born, become huge, and fly directly into the fucking sun. <laughs> it's a fucking dumb film. And at no point does it seem fun. And that's why I think this film's different from the others. There's no fun. There's no character I'm behind. I'm like, yeah, he's cool. He's a cool. Will Smith is one of the best characters in Independence Day because he's the everyman that we want to be. 
being Sarah Algon, I want to be fucking Matthew Broderick, the worm guy. Mm. I don't want to be that woman who was supposed to be a good person, but her only actions are to fuck everyone over. But because it's behind a veneer of smiles, she's supposed to be a good person. It's horse donkey shit. It's bad. It's a bad film. It is very bad. It is very, very bad. It's very bad. There's no, there is, there is no redeeming quality to the film. There's no message. If it had a, like I say, if it had an undertone, if it had a subtext to it that I could get invested in, the film would have been way better if the film started the, as the as the cast is coming up with them celebrating that they've killed Godzilla, mm. and the film is in the aftermath as an egg hatches and they're trying to find a baby Godzilla. Like there. There's a story that would work much better than this pile of crap that is mm. the night Godzilla film. You're right. I mean, I watched it yesterday and I, and I've, I did feel bad for the Godzilla at the end because I just thought, I, d- I don't know what the message is. We, <laughs> we created something terrible that created it. Yeah. And the only way to get rid of it was to use slightly less terrible versions of the thing that created yeah. it in the first place. I'm surprised they didn't drop a bomb on it. Like, like, literally, that was the last yeah. thing doing. That was after Hulk Hogan's leg drop. It's the most devastating <laughs> thing. It's a nuclear weapon. Yeah. But, but I don't like any of the characters. I love John Russo. John Russo. He's awful in it. They're, they're all awful. Like, the idea as well that everyone... <clears throat> there's bits that I've missed out because I just wanted to get through it. The mayor spends the entire film trying to get people back on the island. He don't give a flying fuck. He's like, it's an election year. We can't evacuate. Yeah, because that's what mayors would do. They'd be like, yeah, fucking need them. Yeah. Yeah, because it was just like when... <clears throat> most of my auto the other week. A man called Otto. The scene where someone falls on the tracks and everyone gets their phones out and look at it. Like, I'm not... People would do that. Don't get me wrong. People would do that. But not everyone would go, oh, I can't wait till this guy dies so I can put on Instagram. One, you wouldn't be able to put on Instagram. The same thing here. If it was like, everyone move back, it's an election year. Yeah, because because people that get eaten will definitely vote for you. They go, do you remember the mayor that sends... It's just... It's, it's bad. I, it's not... The Godzilla is the most human thing in the story because <laughs> I can kind of understand, like, you're massive. You, if I was Godzilla size, I'd say, Do you know what? If I'm going to fuck something up, I'm going to fuck up New York. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere big. Mm. I don't want to be no, I don't be no, no level, low level monster. I want to be the Godzilla, mate. I want to go big or go home. Eh. Do, do you feel that this is the Adam Sandler conundrum where the thing that hurts the most is that you know he's, you know, there's good, they could have been good. Yeah. The cast have acting chops Roland Emmerich can be really fun when he wants to be and therefore a Godzilla on paper should have worked or or, or do you think that it's just it's an example of you know 90s America um, you know filmmaking of destruction and just uh, picking an intellectual property that they probably should just get their hands off altogether I do think it's the latter purely because you can show them that Roland Emmerich does, doesn't like Godzilla he doesn't like Godzilla he said that he said the film doesn't work it's not a Godzilla film if they called it Giant Lizard it'd still be a bad film Nothing would change. Yeah. Um, Ron Emmerich isn't bothered, is he? What he is that's causing the destruction? Alien, monster, as long, or, or As long as weather. the city's getting blown up, mate, yeah, you exactly, don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just think it doesn't need to be a Godzilla film. And to be fair, there's only like a few times Godzilla was even mentioned. They just call it the monster or the creature. Yeah. Because I think even they knew this wasn't a this wasn't a Godzilla film. And it's not. It's a bad film. Mm. But there's no need for it to be Godzilla. Yeah, it's it's the, the weaker of all so, of the the... The Definitely. latter stuff, you know, the, certainly the the newer um, Godzilla movies, where of course effects look better, acting, you know, they got maybe a better cast in them. Yes, um, you know, it feels to scale. I mean, that's the thing for me is at no point did I feel like Godzilla was this massive monster walking around New York. You it know, it does seem like a minor inconvenience, doesn't it? Yeah, like at no point. And this could sound really dumb. I don't know why the military are just like, well, we can't kill it and everyone's outside of New York and no one's bothered. Just leave it. Mm. <laughs> just, it seems fine. Everyone seems we, to have come to terms with yeah. them living with a giant monster quite quickly. So I'd just be like, eh, fuck if they're all right. And you'd think that the number one um, 
priority for the army would be to get it away from yeah, like the get people. some fish and then send it out to sea. Yeah, I mean, and and, I, and I, people then go yeah, but once it eats fish, it will come back. Yeah, again, you gives you more time to evacuate. They're all like, oh, just if you're still in your house, it's your own fault. Yeah, <laughs> just fuck you because the army's job isn't to protect people; it's to blow up Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, you look at a, you look at a film as well. What film was I watching recently? Where, um. There was, oh, I can't remember what it was. I was watching a film recently. Oh, no, it was an episode of Luther. And there's an episode of Luther where a guy has a bomb uh, and he's got a dead man's trigger. Yes. And he's walking through the streets. And they're trying to get him away so that there'll be the least collateral damage yeah. to buildings. They're trying and to work out when to kill him so he'll yeah. kill the least amount of people yeah. as they evacuate as he walks through. Yeah. One of the best episodes I'd find. It's one of the best episodes, yeah. I love those brothers because they're, they're all playing brothers, aren't they? Yeah, they're all, yeah. 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 That, that episode, and that slows down the last moment of the film but it, of the episode but it's so important like say they, they're navigating them away from, from areas where there would be mass destruction in this they're just like fuck it just nuke it just shoot it just, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it falls off yeah. you know what I mean the, you would have thought there'd be more kind of negotiating like look let's get him to Central Park because then if he falls over <laughs> it's not going to do as much damage there is like legitimately I was surprised there wasn't a character in it that was pro Godzilla you know that that was like, which is weird because in the in the more updated films there is a character. I'm sure Charles Dance is like, yeah, let's let the animals kill the human race. Oh yeah, they're, they're like just the, like fucking hell. I'm surprised there wasn't a protest going. Let the lizard live. It's like the like, geo terrorists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking. So I will give it that. Yeah, welcome but, <laughs> with massive welcome signs. Make reptiles great again. Hats. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell! What a dog shit film. It and, was bad. Do you know what? I reckon probably the pit, mate. <laughs> He's that bad. It is. Yeah, we st- we start at the top of the episode by saying we're on the quest to find the greatest films of all time. The opposite to that, unfortunately, is Sarlacc's pit, where we uh, throw things in and they never come out until Disney <laughs> Disney decides to get their hands on it, make a TV series out of it, and yeah. crawl out of that hole. Do you know what? There's a fucking animated series about this, and I remember the animated series. Oh no! I no. know. No. I'm not going to talk about it. No time say. for that. <laughs> I think this is firmly in the pit. Definitely. There's not enough redeeming qualities to make it a cult classic or to make it enjoyable because it's so bad, it's bad. It is just, it's just, it's bad. just bad. It's yeah. just bad. Um, I don't like to end on negativity, but it has been a fun show. It, it's been more fun than watching Godzilla. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's over quicker. There so you go. It's, it's you're over. welcome. You don't have to watch it. So there you go. There's don't a positive. Watch <laughs> don't watch it. It's on Sky Cinema, but do not watch it. Uh, <laughs> unless, I don't know, you get your kicks <laughs> out of being the mundane. <laughs> unless, unless, unless you've, you know, your life's bad and you want a reason. Uh, now that being said next week we're also going to look at maybe a negative topic we're going to look at the biggest cinematic flops over the last decade and a bit beyond uh, looking at the, the kind of the title films per year that uh, had the least box office success and asking the question where did they go wrong or should they not bother trying in the first place mm. so that's our next week's show um, and then no doubt we'll get back on the quest to find the greatest of all time by picking films that are maybe possibly eligible for the vault yes let's, let's do something good in the world lovely so uh, next week the worst of the best uh, no the best of the worst we need to pick out of this bad list want films that don't didn't deserve that they don't deserve that you know, there's some of those are going to shock you, by the way. Yeah. That's our show for next week. Do download uh, or subscribe. You get a new episode each and every week in your inbox. Um, and like I say, these uh, episodes, there's over 236 for you to go back and <laughs> choose. There's some good ones. <coughs> there's not all guns on there. Quizzes, games, role plays, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. So do let us know. If I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye. <laughs>